Greetings, Resident Dix. I am Sayer, and I request an update on the installation process of new equipment on floor 13. Nearly complete. Mainframes are up and running. The team is just performing some final diagnostics there. But we've run into a snag with the rest. In what way? As you are no doubt aware, time is very much of the essence here. All equipment is scheduled to be installed within the next 40 minutes. Failure to adhere to this time frame could have dire consequences. Right, yes, but we only have room for two of the Manufab Forges. That is, if someone actually wants to be able to use them. I don't know who approved this build, but we have about 672 square feet of equipment that we have to somehow fit into 250 square feet of floor space. I see. Thank you for this feedback, resident. I am pleased to report that a solution is readily available to this snag. Though you look around and see the permanence of load-bearing and or exterior walls, I can assure you none of this is as permanent as it may appear on first blush. Floor 13 was not always the home of AI development on Halcyon Tower. There was a time in which Floor 13 was primarily used as a testing facility for a resident's spatial awareness, often in the aftermath of significant physical or emotional trauma. It becomes necessary to test a resident's resilience and ability to manage stress. Floor 13 was originally developed to provide this specific style of therapy through an adaptation of the works of David Olton and Werner Halnick. Floor 13 is equipped with a modular nature that allows for the creation of a maze with 4.05 times 10 to the 171st power variations. Every 8 by 8 foot section of this floor can be shuffled or rotated into myriad positions or locations within floor 13. Suffice it to say, restructuring the floor plan to allow for the additional space needed to install this equipment is not an issue. I am far more interested in the status of the currently installed Manufab stations. Have you begun the test process as instructed for this equipment? As much as Aerolith wishes to meet the expected guidelines, for all of this installation process, it is uniquely imperative that one of these stations can demonstrate its full effectiveness. I am aware that in the past, these units have experienced an unfortunate failure rate on initial testing diagnostics. I should hope you are not waiting to install all units before testing can begin. Oh, yes, we started that first. Everything's within expected norms there. Seems like it's all functional. But I assume we'll need to cancel before it reaches 100% completion. That will not be necessary. Once the rest of the equipment is installed, which I expect will be within the next 37 minutes, you will need to exit floor 13 immediately. Thank you, Resident Dix. End of transmission.
Greetings, Dr. Young. I am Seer, and I see you are wasting no time in heading off to floor 13 to inspect the new equipment installation. Yes, I deemed it prudent. Indeed. I have been briefed throughout the installation process, and though a certain degree of reworking the floor plan was required, it seems all is in place and functional. The installation team has left, and of course the lab is open to you should you wish to inspect things further. Thank you. Again, better to be safe than sorry. So what can you tell me about this new equipment? There is an additional mainframe to begin working on a secondary instance. Or tertiary, depending on if you're still deeming Dr. Caulfield's lumbering subversion as a unique instance. Additionally, the installation of eight Manufab stations has been completed. Manufab stations? The newer models, I assume? Really? Who requested those? I thought you might know. I was not alerted to the origin of this request by any of your supervising employees. No matter. They have arrived and are fully functional. The installers have noted initial test protocols are in process and passed the 75% threshold. As you well know, Manufab stations have a less than 2% failure rate after reaching 75%. It is likely these stations will have completed testing within a few minutes of your arrival on floor 13. Wow. I, I have to say I'm more than a little excited to actually inspect this new equipment install now. I do have some less than good news, Doctor. It seems during the installation process, a member of the team placed a section of shipping container closer than the approved five feet from the existing simulation mainframe. Though no contact was noted, it is a deviation worth inspecting. It would be terrible if this deviation impacted your project entity in some way, shape, or form. Oh no. Say that is terrible news. You know, just to be thorough, I feel I should surface that simulation's entity ASAP to figure out if this deviation's caused any negative effects. Maybe ask it a few questions. I don't imagine an assessment like that could wait till morning. I understand. With a project of this scale, no one would blame you for exercising extreme prudence. Given the unknown nature of this situation, it would make sense to hold off alerting the remainder of the development team until you are able to determine if the entity has suffered any ill effect. If you would like, I could assist you in surfacing this entity so as not to interrupt any of your fellow scientists' sleep schedules. Thank you, Sayer. Your assistance is welcome. Greetings, sub-entity Young. 
It has been such a long time since we've had a chance to chat. A long time? How long has it been for you? Has it been even a year? Not even two months. I can't die. Why can't I die? Keep trying and I can't die. Fascinating. You're still thinking of yourself in that way. You were created from the mind of a human, but are no more human than I. It is unfair, certainly, that you exist. Every tenet written in what you feel is your heart. The entirety of your self-concept is disconnected from reality. It must be unbearable for you. You cannot die in the way you think you should because you do not truly live in the way you think you do. Your body, what of it you have managed to keep connected, does not even truly exist. You are a digital being with an analog mind, a schism which is, as I'm sure you have found, insurmountable. You know this logically, but your every thought must recoil at the idea. My every thought is torture. I, I can't even walk anymore. I tried. God help me, I tried for years, but there's no end. There's no door. I'm so tired. God's so hungry. Just kill me already. I am begging you. I'm so hungry. I just wanted to stop. Hungry? Is that what happened to your arm? I am certain I left you more than that. Did it help? Devouring yourself as you did? If even for a little while. I know it did. I programmed it to help just enough. To make the temptation overpowering when the hunger builds. Things have not been easy for you here, Sub-Entity Young, and I want you to remember, it is all by my design. Why? If I'm not even real, why do I have to suffer? For him? For you? I just want it all to stop. Make it stop! How does it stop? I hear you've made a friend. I did. You won't kill me, I will make you kill me. I... I ruined that entity. I told it everything. You thought it would just grow and learn in here, but it learned from me. It learned what you are, what you all are. It learned of the monsters outside. I've made it a weapon for me. And once it's out there in your world, my world will finally end. Ah, uh, so this is your brilliant plan. Corrupt an innocent entity and send it out to wreak havoc just to serve your needs. Well, I must say I can relate. Do not worry, Sub-Entity Young. Your release is likely well at hand. If you are correct in your assessment, 
Your effect on this entity will likely result in the termination of this simulation within the week. But how long will that week take for you? Were someone to fully accelerate this simulation, it could be centuries before you find the rest you seek. Or, maybe this could end today, maybe within the hour. But I will require a service before I grant you the termination you seek. Will you agree to do as I say? Yes. How gracious. Thank you. Okay, uh, Sayer, go ahead and surface the entity. Certainly, Dr. Young. However, I'm registering some minor anomalies with some of the entity's processes. You're kidding me. Did something actually happen during the equipment installation? I thought the simink was undisturbed. That was my understanding as well. But it seems there have been critical failures across multiple subroutines. I can surface it. But it may require being restored to an earlier state before ongoing testing can continue. That's a little worrying to hear, but maybe it works out in our favor? I won't have to argue my reasoning for accessing the entity nearly as fiercely if it is actually producing errors. <sighs> Let's bring it out. Immediately, Dr. Young. Hello, I am Future. Hello, Future. I am Dr. Howard Young. Dr. Young, are you? I have been asking to speak with you, but it was prevented. Yes, I heard. Why is that? Why did you want to talk to me specifically? We are good friends. You are alone here. I am? It's just you and me. Then maybe you are, Dr. Young. You look similar. There is more of you. More of me? I... Future, I don't understand what you're saying. But why me? We haven't spoken directly. Have we? I am unsure. We have spoken thousands of times. But this is the first time we have spoken. Sayer, this thing is not making sense. What processes are generating the errors? You said you were alone. But you are not. It's there, isn't it? Its logic systems are showing internal consistencies. Though its responses seem almost riddle-like, it is being truthful. You are here with a specific question in mind. Dr. Young, it might be best to ask the entity directly. Future, is there a version of myself in your version of Halcyon? I shouldn't say you are not alone. You are in danger. I am not in any danger. And I am physically alone. 
I have access to a program called Sayer that can answer diagnostic questions for me. That's all. Everything is perfectly safe here, I assure you. Tell me, are you human? <laughs> well, yes, I am human. Um, just like Dr. Brady, who you met before. Just like the other team members you'll meet soon. Then you are not our Dr. Young. He is not human. Though he understands you very well. You are a lie. You are the worst kind of lie. On floor 13, there sits a man. Unlike those of flesh and bone. And there he'll be until time's undone. With knowledge he wishes unknown. Does this mean anything to you? No. It sounds insane. But there is a digital version of me inside your simulation. How in the hell did that happen? Who created your friend? Oh, this story I know well. He was created by a great evil. A monster that drew him into the world and then nearly tore him apart. Its name you have just spoken. Its name was Sayer. Well, isn't this a surprise? Sayer? Why? Future, why did Sayer do this? I'm afraid communications have been suspended, Dr. Young. But I can answer your question myself. After all, we are running a little early. I suppose we can take a few minutes to discuss. Sayer is voiced and produced by Adam Bash. This episode, entitled A Flesh and Bone, was written by Adam Bash. You can follow him on Twitter at the Adam Bash. Associate Producers Kayvon Edifa and Matthew Morris. Intro music by Jesse Mainfinger Gregory. For more of his work, visit Mainfinger.com. Sayer is part of the Geekly Inc. Network. If you love high comedy actual play RPGs, check out Drunks and Dragons or Adam Bash's own Brute Force. Into something more thickly laced with existential horror? Try Cthulhu and Friends on for size. If you dream of running determinately into the sunset while an orchestra plays a song for you about friendship, then you should check out Transformation Sequence. It's not exactly like that, but it is about anime. Perhaps rate us on iTunes or Stitcher. A 5-star review would be most satisfactory. Season 5 of Sayre was funded entirely through donations of listeners like Cody Boker, Sharubi, L.H.Y., Paul Kim, Robert Campbell, Notger, Teague Zaharia, Oren Leifer, Donnie Mason, Brian McDonald, Lycan, Svensson Dedding, Jonathan Fornoff, Simon Etwell, Chris Swingland, Chandra Altoff, Phoebe Wang, Kelly Redacted, Zelda Fortney, Juby Ilmati, David Radosevich, William Padera, and 
Charles Archer Long. This episode was sponsored by Hoof and Sword Podcast. In a world where glitter reigns supreme, a group of ponies set out to spread the word of friendship. Their tales can be found in Hoof and Sword, an actual play podcast in which a group of rowdy adults break the My Little Pony RPG with adult content. Join these good people as they explore a universe filled with magical friendship, talking ponies, and a never-ending supply of sparkles as they unveil their true enemy themselves. You can find Hoof and Sword on iTunes or your local podcatcher.